Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back with the full roster, and we're breaking down the Ooh. early season of the Detroit. I said Detroit. What I mean to say is the Detroit Pistons, and we're going to keep that in there because we're the honest, Detroit we're Pistons. Exactly. Otherwise Thank known you. as yeah. the Detroit Pistons. And we're checking back in with the Dubs, discussing a point guard showdown between Jalen Brunson and John Morant, and Who? more with the <laughs> Who? Oh, you haven't heard this guy? You haven't heard this guy? Even his own father, I think, finally heard of this guy, John. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. and more with Detroit News beat writer Mike Curtis on today's episode. I'm Miles Gray. And I'm Jack O'Brien. And this is Miles, Miles and, and Jack, Jack got, got bad boosties. Wow, we got that was we didn't even Okay. I like that. Yeah, that you knew pretty. I knew you're going for the alley oop. I said, you know what? I'm throwing it up. Mm-hmm. Just I trust. left it for me. Let God and let go. <laughs> <laughs> just threw it up, left it there, and then I jumped up and missed the ball. And <laughs> I threw it up too high because neither of us can forward dunk. and landed <laughs> landed on the stanchion. I, I drop kicked a photographer on the baseline. <laughs> turns out, uh, wait, Mike Curtis is here. Hello, Mike, Mike Curtis. Curtis. What's going on, man? Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, fellas. It's always good to get on here and talk a little bit of basketball. Yes, yeah. of course, of course. You know who are you a big fan of coming up? I mean, first of all, I'm sure when you say who you you were like the biggest fan of, it'll probably age you. There have been a few shocking times when people have said the teams they're fans of, and I was like, I'm I'm so old. But please, Mike, who who did you come up on, and uh, you know, like what? Who were your favorite players growing up? The Buffalo Braves. <laughs> this oh, <sorry>. Bob McAdoo. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I was raised in Saginaw, Michigan. Um, okay. Moved here when I was four, and I pretty much grew up on the Pistons. So okay. that's kind of all I saw. Yeah. So um grew up a fan of the Pistons and I really enjoyed Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups okay. was my favorite player. And it wasn't just because he was the most flashiest. Um, he wasn't the most athletic. He probably give you one dunk every year. But the way he was able to shoot and the way he was able to kind of lead that group of guys, um, that really stuck out to me. So I would definitely say Chauncey Billups was one of my favorites. Okay. Um, along with Dwayne Wade and Allen Iverson. I mean, arguably one of the best. Like the title team with the least like flashy superstar like of the past twenty five years and like yeah to so got got to be a lot of credit for the for the leadership there right like yeah yeah, yeah. like when you have a team with so many personalities like there was Chauncey there was Rip there was Tayshawn there was Rasheed Wallace who <laughs> pretty much got a tech on a nightly basis and then yeah. of course you got Big Ben. Um, it, in order for someone has got to like kind of corral those guys together and for Chauncey to do it, I think that was pretty big of him. 
Did you see that stat that said basically for someone to get Rasheed Wallace's tech record, the NBA season would actually have to be 112 games in or because with the new rules to prevent like because well, he had like 41 in a season. They said for you to get to 41 technical fouls in a season, you'd need 112 games just to deal with the suspensions that come along with it. Yeah, I did not see that. And and it's so funny because I think they changed the rule because of him. Like yeah, now, exactly. Now you get suspended after your 16th <laughs> Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't see how he hooped in Air Force Ones. <laughs> I think that's part of the mystery of Rasheed Wallace. You know, like as someone, I, I mean, I grew up usually on the other side. I, oh, man, when he almost became a Lakers coach, I was like, I, this is the closest I've been to Sheed. I need this because I've been such a fan of his. But, yeah, his energy and hooping in high, like Air Force One highs, that's, yeah. yeah that's, and that's different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got to ask you because I always like to ask our, our guests who are, you know, do this professionally as credible yeah. journalists with, you know, uh, upstanding character. Has that evolved your ability to enjoy, like as a fan? Are you kind of in the camp of I've now because I talk and live and breathe basketball so much and cover it that I've transcended to the point of I, I really appreciate it for what it is. And every now and then I get in my fan bag, but I've grown past it. Are you in that group or are you still you still kind of? in your fan back. Yeah. So it's funny when, when I, um, 2008, when Chauncey got traded to the Denver Nuggets for Allen Iverson, um, that's kind of when I separated my fandom from the Pistons as a whole. Um, Mm -hmm. at that point, I still didn't even know that I wanted to be a journalist. Honestly, I wanted to be an architect because I was a really good artist and I wanted to make money. So yeah, okay. That's route to go. Yeah. Um, literally, I know math and me does not mix whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I changed my major after my freshman year at Tennessee State and uh, pursued journalism. But um, yeah, back then, that was the last time I was really a fan of the Pistons. And I think that allowed me to kind of come into this role with an objective point of view. But as far I've always been a fan of the game. Just yeah, like yeah, for game, sure. Fan of individual players. But it's not like you wear like a lucky pair of shorts underneath your clothing, no matter what season it is, because that might help the team do better. Not at all. Okay. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't even wear the jerseys that I have anymore just because. Wow. That's wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm five months into the job, so they're sure, I'm sure, sure. wear them again in the summer, but yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. not during the season. <laughs> yeah. So Detroit's having kind of a tough run, you know? Yeah gone two and eight over the last 10 games and Cade was playing really well, but he's been out since I think early November, 11, nine, I think might have a stress fracture in his shin. My thought immediately goes to Wembenyama. I don't know if that's, <laughs> you know, it, I'm not, I'm not a big Detroit fan, but we, we were running through the teams that are like kind of feeling that gravitational pull to the bottom of the standings. And of those teams, like, I, I think Detroit would be my favorite, like, just as an NBA fan, my favorite. You got Detroit, Orlando, Rockets, Spurs, Charlotte are all seem like they're in range. And, like, Detroit feels like having all three of those guys being young coming up together, like, and also having a big man with, with the two guards, that, that would be exciting. Is that something that is crossing into the collective Pistons fan consciousness and Pistons beat writer consciousness or how are you guys feeling? Um, let me tell you this. So every time I tweet out the injury report, because <laughs> the Pistons have been taking their fair share of lumps and they're pretty much having five guys out um, pretty much every night or they're being listed as questionable. So every time I tweet those out, um, the fans immediately say, oh, we're tanking. Oh, we're getting ready for Wimbenyama. Um, so the, the thought is definitely out there, especially since the Pistons are last in the league right now, uh, five and 17. It's interesting. It's interesting when you think about like the trajectory of how this team kind of wanted to compete at the beginning of the season. And they were even fans even expected them to possibly compete for a playoff spot, play in spot. But, um, that has quickly gone the other way just because of all the injury trouble they had. So. I think I think fans are starting to think that this team isn't going to be able to kind of get to that play in spot. So they're definitely kind of looking towards the future. But I also think that they they definitely want to start piling up some wins pretty soon. 
Yeah, because it feels like every moment there's like something to feel good about, like injuries just kind of completely start the clock over. Or just like there's that's always been the big, or at least this season from what I've seen, you have, you know, like K getting injured or Bay like coming, you know, there's just, it, there's right when the rebuild or something feels like it's it's coming together a little bit, uh, it just kind of sets you back now. I'm, yeah, I think for me, I was saying earlier, I was like, I don't want to feel like one of these arrogant fans who's like, real patronizing to like other teams like yeah man you know i remember when the the pistons they were one of the best teams it just doesn't feel like the nba without saying the detroit pistons are like one of the top teams and i don't mean that to be patronizing but it is something like i do wish i i'd want to see the pistons do really well so however it needs to happen whether that's through the squad they have or through new talent coming in you know like wemby so yeah i mean we already have like a repeat of the 80s with the celtics and the Lakers. Nah, uh, well, you know, okay, they're, well, they're putting it together. I'm not saying, that's what I, I didn't even say that to invite <laughs> any objective analysis of the Lakers. What I hey, mean I to can say put, is... put Philly in there too. Struggling. <laughs> a little slow start. Um, yeah. But I don't know. So, I mean, we are, we are seeing the Warriors kind of start putting it together. A few of the teams that got off to really slow starts, you know, the Warriors yeah. started the year three and seven. They've gone eight and three since. His Steph season is pretty bonkers it's yeah 31.4 points per game seven assists seven boards on 52 percent 44% and 91% splits which is <laughs> the same or better than his unanimous mvp season so that's oh, insane wow. when you think about it especially since um he's much older in his career now um but yeah. you but you got to think about how the team has kind of progressed. It it look it appeared as if Clay was kind of regressing a little bit, but now he's showing everyone he could still perform at a high level. I think it took four games to get his three point percentage from like thirty three percent to now it's at forty. Um, right. So that's interesting. Draymond is still playing at a extremely high level despite everything that happened in the beginning of the season with um, Jordan Poole. So I think I think it's interesting. They're they're pulling it together at the right time. I, I don't think anybody expected. Um, them to have the slow start, but I think we all expect them to kind of get it together and kind of get back on track. Right. I remember at the beginning, I was kind of like, oh, what's happening to all these players that we thought were going to make good in this next season? But it is good now. Like, you know, Jonathan Kuminga seems like he's slowly kind of finding his feet there uh, and, and and making it all work. And, you know, we, we were talking, what, it was only like three weeks ago. We were like, Clay? Hello? Yeah. Are you? Are you there? Um, it turns out, yeah, he's still there. <laughs> Clay said specifically that he didn't play a lot in the offseason because, remember, like he was coming back last season off of two injuries. You know, there was the one that happened in the finals. And then in the offseason, he was, you know, so psyched to get back that he played a lot of ball and tore his Achilles. I think that was the second injury. So he like kind of superstitiously or not decided to not play a lot of ball in the off season. So we're, we're seeing him kind of play his way into shape. And that might just be what this looks like when you're just a little bit older. Can't count them out. You can't count them out. One thesis I had, and like we, you know, I've just done very loose research at this point, but you know, talking about Steph shooting as well, I guess that's the one that he's 44% this season, his MVP season, he was 45%, but he's, Still, like, you know, any anything over 40% is pretty incredible. But just across the league, the three-point shooting, like, it started really hot. And I was like, well, we'll see regression to the mean. But we're still seeing, like, Utah Watanabe is 57% right now. <laughs> yeah. That's 57%. Yeah. And, like, not not on, like, you know, making one three a game. He's, he's shooting a lot of threes. KCP is next at 49.4%. George Niang from my 76ers is coming in the 18th spot at 44.9%. And I only bring that up because last year's leader for three-point shooting was Luke Kennard at 44.9%. So I have like, I'm just wondering, did they figure something out? Like, did the offenses figure out something to like scheme to get better looks? Is it just people building their game on top of past games and like past practice regiments and protocols and like just figuring out like this is what you have to do to shoot well in the league and just everybody's getting better and better as the three-point shot becomes like a more and more important part of offenses because you you don't 
you don't expect it to like go up that much. I, I kind of consider three-point shooting percentage to be a thing that we're at a steady level now. You know, obviously in the 80s, I think I, I was looking up like what, what the percentages were year over year. And they also had decade by decade. And in the 80s, it was like 28%. It was like people just <laughs> threw it up at the end of a shot clock, basically. But it's kind of got to 35% in the early 2000s and it's stuck there. But now it's it, it just feels like this season is an outlier for some reason. I don't know if that's a, a sign of things to come or... Like even if you go by team by team, you know, the ninth ranked team is shooting 37.4%. The number one team last year shot 37.3. So like even at a team wide level, it's much higher. The Celtics are leading the league with shooting 40% as a team from three. Yeah. Well, I mean, what could, what could it, cause that's like a pretty big jump. That's what I'm like, are we missing something where someone who's more, you know, has an intimate knowledge of how the stats work to be like it, like you're saying, like, is it going to regress to the medium or, or median or what? But it, it seems pretty pronounced when you're like, yeah. And the 18th best shooter is shooting as, as well as the best shooter last season. Yeah. I, th- I think it's really interesting. I don't want to make it this simple, but it could, could it be that teams just aren't playing a lot of, de- a lot of defense? I, I think that that could be an aspect of it because you got a lot of teams now that, that are switching almost everything. Um, and sometimes a big is on a guard. Sometimes a guard is on a big. And yeah, um, now, nowadays, a lot of guys only need this much space in order to get their shot off. So that could be a contributing factor. But I think it is interesting how there are a ton of guys just lighting it up from three-point range right now. Yeah. Yeah, the switching, that does seem to be a trend, right? The, like change this year and presumably like the only reason that somebody would pick up on a trend and like make it their defense's kind of mo is because they think it gives them an advantage but obviously if if everybody's shooting better from three then that's that's not really the case but maybe maybe it's leading to better inside defense or something we might have to have a stats on (laughs) what was the guest we had that one time who's like the number cruncher oh oh yeah uh was it tim (laughs) Yeah, to, yeah 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 oh but i mean look and i think another thing if 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 they're going to be taking you know new approaches to defending i i just have to shout out uh you know the cornet uh the, the cornet. Hop up in your face it's spreading baby because mm. marcus smart even pulled it and yeah. i just i just these, these two clips just kind of brought a smile to my face because there's something so funny i don't know about why just like the simple Hey, I'm gonna jump in your face and hopefully throw you off. But the first one is where is it at? Uh, here we go. This is from what uh, last night or two nights ago. I guess that'll be Sunday for those uh, listening. But here, this is against uh, this is against Washington. I just want to play this clip where you won't see it, but you will know that Cornette takes the leap and Jordan Goodwin is not able to make the shot. Patrick Brogdon on this time. He's in the paint and oh, just contests oh. the shot by jumping straight up. <laughs> and we've seen him do this throughout the season. He's like, it's the thing I've always done. Uh, yeah. And the numbers back it up. We, I, I haven't like done the dive on the numbers, but presumably he has. And then later in the same game, I think it might be the next possession. Uh, no, no, this is later. This is later in the game. But yeah, you got Marcus Smart even saying, you know what? Let me go ahead and try that little that cornet contest. <laughs> Again, jump, jumps from you know he's a little bit closer, so he hasn't fully. Uh, but it was so early, you know what I mean? Like it's so it's the when I see that I'm like, okay, if you have the defensive player of the year <laughs> being like, let me let me see if I want to even tinker with that as part right. of my game. I'm like, there's got to be. He's also he's must be seeing something. He's like, it, there's there's something to it. I'm still trying to put my finger on it, but. Yeah. yeah, you know what that reminds me of? Um, I used to, I I used to be a big video game guy, and I still am. I play 2K from time to time, but we used to play NBA Street, and yeah. you used to just sit in the paint and just wait until your opponent shot their three pointer because you could jump all the way up and just block it <laughs> and take right. it out of the air. So that's yeah, goaltending. Yeah, it's <laughs> clearly goaltending. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, see, that's why I need somebody to do a game breaker in the middle of the game, like an NBA street, 
and see if they really can, you know, come with the same effects. And I need Bobito uh, calling the game on the sideline because that was a, <laughs> one of my favorite parts of that game. That's a legend. Yeah. Yeah, maybe people are just giving up on defense. They're like, I don't know. I'll just jump from the paint and see if they miss the three. And that's, <laughs> that's why, why everybody shooting shoots, percentage right. is better. But <laughs> right. They're like, you're only seeing the two times that worked. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, across the league, it's an epidemic of accurate three-pointers. But we do talk about how players like build you know, the the league, the play is progressive. Players get better by building their game on top of other people's games. Like we talked a few weeks back about Bones Highland and like how he has this like herky jerky ability to like get a foot of space while in the paint as a, you know, smaller player. And like, I don't know, that reminds me of Ja. I'm sure he wouldn't be like, I modeled my game after Ja, but I'm sure watching somebody who can create space like while staying close to the ground is you know, something, something that at least is inspiring to be like, oh yeah, I do, I do that move. I know. I just never thought I could do it in the NBA or something. So, yeah. but like three point shooting, you don't expect them to be like, oh, try and make them interesting. <laughs> <Let> me, <Right. laughs> so, oh, hold on, Steph. So what are you trying to do? So you're trying to make them when you shoot them? <laughs> oh, okay. Wardell. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Get that one in. All right. Let's. Real quick, talk about our underrated performers of the week, which oh, is yeah. the segment where we highlight some of the best performances that may have flown under the radar of, uh, you know, lesser NBA fans than us. Obviously, didn't fly <laughs> under our radar, but George Niang scored 18 off the bench, five for seven from deep in 23 minutes in a win over the Magic. Hmm. Um, not not for nothing, but Philly is six and two over their last eight um, at the time of this recording with the last three games being without Embiid and Harden. And I believe the last one was that without Maxi and they won by 30. So um, I don't know how they're doing it. Uh, Christian <laughs> Wood put up 21 points, seven boards off the bench for us. The Bucks uh, kind of slowly gaining the trust of Jason Kidd. Uh, Seth Curry is coming back yeah. to being Seth Curry, 29 points off the bench, seven of 10 from deep. So, I mean, with Watanabe and Curry, like just bombing from from deep that makes them much more dangerous and then malcolm brogdon 17 six assists four rebounds and 23 minutes off the bench like that's exactly why we we were like ooh, that trade is scary yeah i was, I was waiting for a name and you didn't say it. W- what's the name kevin knox kevin Co- knox 21 points um mm. six of eight from three and they helped, um, he helped the Pistons beat the Jazz um, over the weekend on the 23rd. Yeah, um, that was actually fifth on our list. Uh, we just didn't include it. But yeah, that obviously did not fly under our radar. No, um, yeah. no. And that was pretty significant just because um, he's had kind of a up and down career since he's been drafted um, to the Knicks as a lottery pick. That kind of didn't pan out. Um, he played sparingly when he was with the Hawks, and now he's trying to, get that quote unquote second chance with the Pistons. So um, they really enjoy the, the intensity and the level of play that he's brought over the past week or so. There it is. All right. Should we take a break? Come back, talk yeah. about uh, LeBron, Zubak, you know, the two first names that get pop into your head when you're thinking yeah. of NBA, Man. Uh, <laughs> LeBron and Zubak. And then we'll, we'll be right back together again. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. 
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back. We were just talking best masked performances. Uh, yeah. a la Rip Hamilton, you know, who just liked liked it so much he kept it throughout his career. The masked yeah. man. And even then, we couldn't even give him a superlative for, for Rip Hamilton. Cause, cause my Top five shooting like, guards of the of all time. I mean, that's I think that's pretty pretty rarefied air. But you know, yeah, you, we sure. were pointing out that LeBron put up how many with with a mask on? Put up sixty? Sixty one, I believe. Sixty one. Put the mask back on, LeBron. When Embiid plays with a mask, it feels like how I would feel. Like it's the most I ever identify with Joel Embiid when he's has a mask on and he's like can't see and like it's just like <laughs> I hate the way it feels on my face. I'm like, yes, yeah, you get that it. That is me after two houses of trick or treating when I was a kid. Think <laughs> kills. Just want to get out of it. But LeBron stepped into the time machine. Yeah, this week. 39. Like again, over the Spurs, as many people were reminding me. Uh, I was like, <laughs> hey, did you see that? So they were, they were, they were really trying and they still yeah. got by. But yeah, it's, he's, he continues to impress. Although, look, I, it's, it's so, I have to watch every game with restrained excitement because I just have to say now, my bar is that we're, we improve. That's all I want. I just mm -hmm. want to see some kind of incremental improvement. And then I'll probably get to the new year and then completely lose my mind as a fan and then be like, how come we are not in the playoff tight, like playoff race right now? Uh, but for right now, it is nice to see. And it is nice to see LeBron still, I think, showing people that he is, he's still LeBron. Uh, because I know like as of this recording, we're going to be playing the Pacers and Matherin, if you remember, he was like, I don't know if anybody's better than me right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that has a potential to be a very interesting game. Uh, but yeah, it's nice to see. And Matthew is playing extremely well. Like he, he's definitely in a running for rookie of the year, um, especially if Paolo can come back and kind of get back healthy. And Jay Nivey has to come back and get healthy too. But I feel like that's the three-man race right there for rookie of the year. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting to see if LeBron comes out with a chip on his shoulder. Um, right. Because the rookie's been kind of talking trash to start yeah. to even play the NBA game. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which I like. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are like, man, he's out of, he's all, he's lost his mind saying stuff like that. But part of me is like, you know, let these young guys come in there with their chest outs. And maybe if LeBron has to remind him of his age or whatever, then so be it. And if not, then we have a fun moment. But I'm not, I'm not as mad because I'd rather see people be a little more arrogant than humble sometimes. It helps inspire others. 
Um, this also makes LeBron both the youngest player to ever go 35-10 with seven made threes and the oldest to ever do it. Um, which, yeah. Wow, there I don't you know. go. But Lakers started on five, seven and six since then. Um, seven and six with Russ coming off the bench. Uh, shot 22% from beyond the arc through the first five games. And I don't know, LeBron's, LeBron's three looked really like the best I've ever seen it in that game. You guys were saying that that was an anomaly, but just like the stroke felt like very smooth and all one motion. And I don't know if he could, if he could put it together, that would be, that would hey, be this something. LeBron James guy can put it together. We if might this have LeBron guy here, can put right? it together. I, I think there, I think he might be making some noise later this season. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I remember there was a point in time where we didn't even talk about LeBron in the regular season up until a certain point, maybe until March, April, when the playoffs were starting right. to kind of get going. But since he's been in L.A., barring 2020, the 2020 title, um, it's always a conversation about are Lakers going to make the playoffs? Can LeBron get it together? Does he have enough help? Mm. Um, and I feel like we have that conversation every year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we'll continue to, especially when LeBron is just in the papers too. He's like, write this part down. Say, um, Lakers now believe they are two players away from potentially being contenders. Yeah, write that, write that, write that. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Super producer Jabari just said he's currently at 28.7% from deep, but rising. So, hey, that would have been good in the 80s. That's right. That would have been league average. Um, Zubak. So, uh, oh, man. This feels more like the season we've been seeing, which is people like the the league average, the the players who I think were perceived as replacement level just coming through and wrecking people like for a game or two. Zubak right. put up a 31 and 29 versus Indiana. 31 points, 29 boards, three assists, three blocks. First player to do that in an NBA game since Kareem in 1978. So that's a compliment to say, like, you're putting up Kareem in the 70s numbers. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. Wow. I, I definitely think it was a mistake for the Lakers to trade away Zubak. Oh, my. Yeah. I think that was one of their biggest mistakes in, in, in terms of kind of the LeBron era because you had a solidified center who could score in the post, he could rebound, he could block shots. I think they definitely missed out by trading them away to the Clippers. Oh yeah. I don't know. They got good return, right? Who they did no. they oh no, they did they didn't get Which, anything. I don't even remember who was involved in that trade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first of all, it was against Miles Turner, right? Exactly. He he put up those numbers against Miles Turner when the headline previously was like, maybe Clippers? Yeah. Now, I think there's two theories. One is that Zubach was like Oh, okay. Watch this. Is this is this your God? Is this your king? Like when he comes through and he's like, This is who you wanted? Or did Miles Turner be like, I don't want to play over there? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, bro. Do what you want. Do what you want. I don't want right. I don't want to play for the Clippers. That's <laughs> a very Laker brain interpretation. <laughs> That's my yeah, you saw what Clippers. he did. He was just trying to put him off, man. That's what he was doing. <laughs> uh but yes, it could be. And I think but yeah, it was. That's, I mean, again, it's impressive. And I think it's a moment too where it inspires another player to perhaps be like, oh, I hold on. This person <laughs> may take my spot. Let me yeah. do something. I mean, there's been, there's been a lot of like Ja versus Brunson was a lot of fun. That back and forth. Ja ended up having a triple double 27, 14, and 10. Uh, Brunson had 39 assists, five rebounds. Brunson's been his last. Four games as this recording, like 30, 32, 34, 27. So he's yeah. who they thought he was, I guess. Yeah. I just like, I saw this uh, headline that apparently the first time ever John Moran's dad, like ever in Jaw's career, this is the first time his father asked for his jersey from a game. Yeah. And was just I like, mean, I guess, and uh, because I think he said his dad has like, he has like a very special feeling about Madison Square Garden and the fact that he had a triple double there. He was like, okay. Okay, son. You know what? I believe the hype now. I guess you are good at basketball. My dad once asked for my jersey after a game, but it was more the way that like a police captain asks for someone's badge <laughs> when they really screw up. Just be like, hey, man, I need your jersey on my desk in the morning. Hold on, man. How did you put the ball back? A defensive <laughs> rebounder in a free throw? And you just put it back? What was that? 
<laughs> and it was a three somehow. <laughs> my other yeah, basket. I mean, look, I gotta tell you, man, that step back three was cold. But <laughs> <laughs> the wrong basket. It's the Again. wrong basket, son. I need your jersey and your sneakers now on my desk. Oh for eight from three on your own basket, but two for three on the opponent's <laughs> basket. How? How? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And then Jeremy Grant too, also uh, yeah. scoring forty four. Uh, man, it's, he's. And I know we'll look at back on our predictions in a later episode, but I feel like very early on, I think we were saying, "Why look out for Jeremy Grant this season?" Weren't we, Jack? I was saying that. I was yeah, saying yeah, he's liable sure. to put up thirty-eight and twelve. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading the wrong stats. He's liable to put up forty-four points <laughs> against the Knicks in an OT win without Damian Lillard. Exactly. Yeah, he's in a really good position now that he's um kind of out of Detroit. I think um he was kind of tasked with being the guy when he was here. Mm-hmm. And it kind of led to what well, kind of didn't fit, especially the way Detroit wanted to have their roster with K coming in. Now K gets to kind of shoulder that offensive production. And Jeremy kind of gets to play. He's, I think he's the third option behind Damian Lillard and Simons. So he gets to kind of play free in a way that I don't think he had the opportunity to when he was in Detroit because so much attention was on him. So he's having yeah. a really good year. And that's when you add a scorer like that, sometimes it can be you know, they need the ball too much. It's like their gravitational force and like the, the offense kind of collapses around them and it's not, it's not as uh, helpful or is not as good a fit, but like to add somebody who is just like, yeah, by, by being the third option, it actually helps my game is, is pretty, uh, you know, that, that worked out nicely for them. Yeah. All right, let's take another break, and we will come back with the fastest segment in podcasting, the Rapid Fire. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at picksix.draftkings.com slash promos. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests. We're gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Curtis, (laughs) you thought you were ready. (laughs) <laughs> well, the great well, state of Michigan well. can only prepare you so much for what you are about to endure. I know the winters can get cold over there, but nothing is colder than this segment. More unforgiving than this segment called the rapid fire round of questioning. Now, we're going to ask you a question. You just give us your answer just reflexively. Don't think about it too much. Just keep keep it moving. Okay, because we want to keep our title as the fastest segment in sports podcasting uh, with a show that starts with an M. And I do just want to clarify that the the seat, your seat will be hot. Uh, The the fire is rapid, uh, but but the our responses will be cold and unforgiving. Just so because I I know it can get confusing sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm still working. I'm kind of working that. I I was just going to say, because, you know, Mike, you're you're paid to write words. How would do you have any notes for that? How how was that? That was pretty good, right? Okay, good. That's what I thought, Jack. You see, (laughs) Mike Curtis said it was okay, so I will no longer believe you when you try and hate, throw hate on my name. Well, it sounded like he said it was pretty good based on Uh, what I heard uh or how I interpreted it. Enthusiastic. Anyway, let's get to this. This is the rapid fire round of questioning. Start the clock. Uh, Jackson, you want you you want to go first? Yeah, I would love to go first, Miles. You go thank first. you for asking. Good, go first. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, Enjoy. Okay. I thought you said oh first. Okay, no, but no. I'm going first, right? Yeah, Mike. That's what you should do. You can pick any three sharpshooters from history for the ultimate three point shooting contest. What's your three? Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Ray Allen. Oh, Ray. Now, wow. what is it about Ray Allen? that made you say that Ray Allen I think it just because his consistency he releases it the same way every time it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how he catches it doesn't matter mm-hmm. where he is on the floor I think it's pretty much consistent um with Steph it doesn't matter how it comes off he, he's pretty much he got has that muscle memory down right so it's pretty much um always going in and then with Clay uh, I, uh, we've seen him as one of the best stand, if not the best standstill shooter um in league history so who wins between them I'm gonna say Clay. Yeah, wow. I'll okay. say Clay. Wait on a, on a hot night. You gotta keep. Ooh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, Jack. I know what you're about to say. On a hot night, this segment has to be going faster. <laughs> exactly. On yeah. a hot night like this, I'm sweating Mike, over please, here. Please, please, man. We got it. We got to keep this going. Yeah, you gotta give me a hurry. I was ready for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay, okay. Mike Curtis, how about this one? Now, you have the chance to win ten thousand dollars to make a layup with each hand. $25,000 to make at least four of five free throws or $100,000 to make at least three of five from deep. Which challenge are you taking? I'm taking the free throw challenge. Wow. Okay. Confidence. Last week, got the same answer. Four out of five, you're feeling real confident. So yeah, you're... I, I don't trust my left hand um, with the left. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And my range is kind of limited since I'm five foot six. So gotcha. I'm not going to shoot any three-pointers. Yeah, the layup, man, I remember layup lines on the left side. Um, I almost had, I used to have panic attacks. <laughs> right. I'm like, I would pray. I'll go up with that left. I'm like, please let it. Yes, thank you. I'm still on the team. I would do like a reverse layup on the right side, but then I'd accidentally run into the rebounder. And then, you know, <laughs> I'd shout and one, uh, but it would never go in. Um, but uh, yeah, okay. I mean, this okay. goes back to the pitch that we've been Send into the NBA. I guess we might as well say it on the thing. Replace the three-point shooting contest and the dunk contest with free throw shooting contests. You know? Thank you. Th- that's what people want to see. Free that's throw it. shooting. They don't want to see anything else. They want to see who's consistent over and over again. <laughs> I would like to see that with the worst free throw shooters in the league. Yeah. Oh, that would have, wow. Yeah. That would wow. Better, like, better viewing experience. And like, yeah. And then like people who have no business dunking in the dunk contest, like just invert all of them. You know what I mean? Like the worst three point shooters in the league are now also going to be in the three point contest. So like to add some 
fun to their dunks. They have like choreographed dances ahead of each one and then just yeah. do like a little like one handed dunk. Whatever they got to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they get more props. I think these are all fantastic ideas. These, these are, are great fantastic. ideas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I think I'm up. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I think Can so. I get a ruling from the judges? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's you. What is a new rule, Mike, that you'd like to see implemented or altered effective immediately? And this can be as, you know, serious as outlawing defensive three second or, you know, as silly as taking the air out of the ball for a quarter and everybody just has to play with a floppy basketball. Yep. Okay, I'll go semi-serious and say I want the NBA to implement the FIBA rule where you can touch the ball when it's on the when it's on the rim. Ooh. Um, Ooh. pretty much blocking it so i think that'll yeah. be pretty pretty entertaining um especially when guys aren't as used to it and everyone probably thinks it's golden especially if you haven't watched the international game so right. i'll say that one that feels like something that if somebody was good enough at it you could just time it so perfectly that like you just get somebody who is one of the best volleyball players in the world and just come and spike every shot the second it gets to the rim i like that <laughs> Yeah, and they, they need to introduce a stat for it. How many? How many? How many yeah. shots did you block off? off right. Of? Or oh, if like one that. of the best players in the league already happened to be a great volleyball player when they were young, like uh, I don't know, Joel Embiid. Uh, I, I like this idea. Was he a this big was, volleyball player? Yeah, he was a volleyball player. That was. <laughs> this, his he's a multi-hyphenate. Love. Yeah, a multi-hyphenate. This man. Mike, I said, man, what do we say? We got to keep this going. I got to ask you one of the most important questions I've ever asked anybody on this podcast, which is, Mike Curtis, what are your top three throwback jerseys of all time? Um, The Royal Blue, Kobe Bryant, mm. number eight. LeBron's rookie jersey, the mm. white one. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And let's go with Jordan's um, red 97, 98. No, black. 97, 98 jersey. Oh, Pinstripe. yeah, 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 yeah. Classic. That's a jersey I always wanted. And I remember the shorts. I could not find the shorts yeah. anywhere in LA. I remember that like that year. That, that was like the hottest hooping item you could own were the Black Bulls shorts. Couldn't find them anywhere. Mm. They say to this day, I haven't recovered. And that's why I got into podcasting. <laughs> I believe them. All right, and finally, most important question of the night. Yes. Uh, I know Miles likes to say that that last one was the most important, but this is really it. Wow. Arrogant. Uh, you should note that. That's kind of arrogant. Is it Jack, Miles, or Super Sound Engineer, Brian? Miles. Mm-hmm. Yes! Yeah. No, that's right. That's the right, that's right answer. That's, that's correct. correct. That's correct. Uh, See, you passed Mike, with flying colors. I knew you were intelligent. I knew you were an upstanding journalist who had... <laughs> Just the sense of and judgment of character, like I knew, and also uh, remind me your Venmo again, so I can I can send you that mm-hmm. cash mm-hmm. on an unrelated Definitely thing. On an unrelated that. thing. On an unrelated yeah. thing, Jack. Completely unrelated. We even gave him the out of Brian, and he picked Miles. <laughs> I don't even know what I just answered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you no, but you did answer confidently. You did answer, so and you answered. Correctly. You gave it some thought. We did, and look, we like to have him pick. Yeah. you know what I mean. We just. That's- and it's totally fair. And that's that would be my pick as well. No, no offense to Engineer thank Brian. You. Thank you, Jack. Thank you so much. You 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 honor me. You honor me. But Mike Curtis, thank you so much for honoring us by appearing on our show. Uh, where can people you know find you, read you, follow you, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. No. Th- thanks for having me again, guys. Um, it was really fun. Um, my Twitter is Mike A Curtis Two. Um, you can find me on there at least while. Twitter's still active. You don't know <laughs> yeah. if it's going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> um, sure. But if not, then you can find me at the Detroit News. I'm pretty much writing stories pretty much every day. So um, check me out there. Subscribe. And thanks for all the support. And we asked a listener which game you would travel back in time to experience. And our Boosties listener of the week, Aaron Ann McSee, uh, who said... As I heard the intro music today, I thought this is Jack's week to finally get chosen during rapid fire. And then he wasn't even there. Womps. Um, <laughs> in reference to the last episode where I was missing uh, because I was, you know, working with my therapist about the fact that I'm and 30, I think. At this it's, not, point. I think like it's not a part. Look, records aren't 
Records are but, meant to be. Broken, no, it's okay. Right? And you know, my therapist was like, just walk, walk into it, prepare for the fact that you're never going to get picked. She was like, you're never going to get picked in this. I also and, like that. We're like, which game would you travel back in time? And then Aaron's <laughs> like, man, I can't believe Jack took a L and he wasn't again. even there. Like Aaron, Ouch. please have some, have some just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that here. too. <laughs> uh, anyway, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at Mad Boosties. Yeah. Uh, B-O-O-S-T-I-E-S and exactly. you know I'll, I'll continue to keep improving and getting uh, you know better so maybe one day I, I get a win but even if not I'm going to be happy uh, and comfortable that's good. with good it. attitude that's yeah. what I like about you guys hustle players you know Thank what I mean you. just flying all over the court giving heart you know yeah. what I mean may not have all the talent you know but you got the heart and that's what matters a lot of all right. If you ever invite me back on, I'll be sure to pick you, Jack. Oh, thank you so much. That and it sounds like it would be genuine and totally earned. So, and you know I, what? Why don't we invite it. you back right now and do that like question <laughs> over again? <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay, Miles. This is this is what okay, we talked okay. about. This okay, is what okay. my therapist talk, talked about. You're right. You're right. Well, shout out Dr. Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least you're listening, Tim McGraw. Thanks. Shout out to you, man. Uh, well, thanks so much for listening. This week we'll be back next week and tune in for the mysteries that surround the league and whether or not our guest will make the right choice during the rapid round of questioning. <laughs> uh, until then, we'll be us at UBU. Bye. Bye. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.